Hey guys, just a quick heads up, I was recently a very humble guest on the Comic Book Trap House channel. If you're not already subscribed, you should be. It's an amazing weekly show on YouTube where a group of hilarious guys chat about comic books and nerd culture in general. They even have a segment where they battle who has the best comic book covers. It's so fucking, like, it's really cool, you should check it out. And check out last week's episode when I was on. I had a lot of fun. Anyway, back to the review. Hello, you beautiful nerds. A new movie from James Gunn. You know the guy who got fired from Marvel, then hired by DC, then hired again by Marvel. Has just hit theaters and HBO Max, and I feel like chatting about it. This movie is interesting for a lot of different reasons. Not only is this a sequel slash reboot slash rebrand of a movie that came out a few years ago, it's also been made by a director that managed to make huge blockbuster franchise vehicles for both Disney and the distinguished competition. And on top of that, this marks the third film in the DC Harley Quinn trilogy, and not unlike the Captain America trilogy, each movie was better than the last. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about what we're talking about. So have a drink, smoke a joint, and try not to get murdered horrifically, because we're going to have a little chat about... But first, prelude. In the year of our Lord, 2020, Mother Nature took a friggin' bat to the knees of society and temporarily crippled the movie industry. But before theaters closed for over a year, I got drunk with my partner and saw... I really liked it, and since I've never done a review of it and... I'm not gonna. I just want to name a few things about the movie that I love. This fight scene was fucking sick. One of my favorites. Oh, and this one. This one is pretty cool, too. I love that Black Canary ties her hair up before fighting. For some reason, women never do this in movies. Our first queer villain, or at least a queer bait villain. We got one of Harley's hyenas. Oh, shit. Is that a hyena in a bathtub? Everything about the egg sandwich. The reoccurring Huntress joke. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? and the way the black mass died. Birds of Prey was pretty good, but it was missing something. The story was okay, and though it was definitely way more fun than Suicide Squad, it was a little overly complicated, and it was edited really fucking weird. It just wasn't very comic book, and it felt like a Birds of Prey movie that had a head-on collision with a Harley Quinn movie, which is another thing that I think kind of hurt the movie. This may be a controversial opinion, but I don't think Harley should be the lead of any of these movies. Harley is Han Solo. She's Captain Jack Sparrow. She's Drax the Destroyer. Though she's the most fun character, she's more interesting when she's not the main focus of the movie. The new Suicide Squad movie managed to fix a lot of problems from Harley's previous movies without it feeling like a course correction. Which is funny, because on paper, it totally looks like a course correction. Warner Brothers pretty much did the exact same thing they did with Justice League. Hired a director with a huge nerd following to make a more DC version of the Marvel movie that they just made. But this one actually turned out good. In the new Suicide Squad movie, all of your favorites are back. And by that, I mean two of your favorites and two other guys that were also in that movie. They're, they're back too. Amanda Waller grabs a group of expendable, not so super villains to go on a suicidal mission to infiltrate a foreign country, combat the local government's military, and destroy all traces of something called Project Starfish. Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. So now Gamora, Rocket, Mantis, Drax, Groot, Star-Lord, wait, sorry, wrong movie. But 
Also, yeah, they're pretty much the same character. Now, in order to take a few years off their prison sentences, they have to begrudgingly save the day. This movie was instantly made better just because the story was a lot simpler and not dumb. In the first movie, the squad was created as a team that could kill Superman were he to come back. Okay, first off, the motherfucker's dead. So weird goals. Second, these guys wouldn't be able to do shit to Superman. He would fold all these little assholes into a pizza and eat them. Third, it's a dumb reason to form a team. Superman is a fucking good guy. In the new movie, they're basically DC's version of a black ops team. In fact, it feels pretty derivative of the John Ostrander run, which was a much better way to handle this team. Disposable soldiers that go on a secret mission that give the government complete deniability. Done. Simple. I don't even need to have seen the last flick to enjoy this one. Another problem with the first Suicide Squad movie was they didn't go full comic book. They didn't embrace the ridiculousness of these characters dressing up in these costumes and doing these things. But this movie leans hard into that shit. I mean, John Cena is doing his press appearances in this goofy ass costume. Which again, is very smart because you can't have Harley Quinn in your movie and not embrace the silliness of the genre. It's like having Deadpool in your movie without embracing the silliness of the genre. It's so dark. You sure you're not from the DC universe? Speaking of which, this had mega Deadpool meets Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Especially this. They, they basically stole this from Deadpool 2. No shade, but it did feel like they took the coolest parts of Deadpool 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Kelly's Heroes, and The Expendables, and just mashed them all into one flick. No one likes to show off. Unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck. It was also fucking funny. I laughed out loud pretty much throughout this whole thing. I've mentioned how sometimes Gunn's writing is a bit much for me, but I think it might have a lot to do with those movies essentially being for all ages. But under the umbrella of an R rating, his dialogue really shines through. Speaking of an R rating, the first action sequence was so cool and so unexpected. I kind of figured a bunch of people from the team were gonna die, but I didn't expect them all to die at the very beginning. Even though not a lot of members of the team died past this scene, it still did the job of making the audience think that any of these guys could get killed at any time. I kind of loved every stinking character in this movie. Gunn thrives when writing an ensemble, and it felt like DC gave him freedom in this movie that they haven't really given any of their filmmakers. He really knows how to give every character a different voice, and this awesome cast don't hurt either. This is a gross, violent, sophomoric movie, but it has a lot of sweet moments too, especially between Ratcat and Bloodsport. In fact, they might be my favorite characters. They have a genuine connection, and outside of Polka Dot Man, they had the best arc. R.I.P. Polka Dot Man. And I guess R.I.P. Everybody else. That being said, there are levels to this supervillain shit, and I like how that's on display here. There are bad guys like Ratcatcher, who's just a thief with a weird power. If I die because I gambled on love, it will be a worthy death. And then there are bad guys like Peacemaker who will kill women and children in the name of Liberty? And then of course there are villains on the way other side of the spectrum that just, just wanna watch the world burn. Every member on the team ticks a different tier of villainy, which is why we have some team members clashing with or even betraying other members. The movie also had kind of a workplace comedy vibe. Aaron Sorkin is good at this too. He takes these people who are incredibly smart and brave and admirable and also makes them kind of goofballs. Like they're still capable professionals, but they still do silly things sometimes. He killed Milton! Milton was still with us? Where did you think he was? I don't know. I thought he stayed back with the bus. What was Milton gonna do? 
Who's Milton? What? I don't remember any Milton. He has been with us the whole time. Somebody named Milton has been with us the whole time. Yes! We all get imposter syndrome sometimes because we all tend to do goofy shit. So when movies have moments like this, it humanizes them and helps us relate to them a little. I mean, we all love seeing celebrities do weird and funny shit. I mean, I could have come out over there. Even over there, but you know what? I decided to come out right in the middle. Harley doesn't do a whole lot in this flick, but this is more of an ensemble than her last two movies, so that was fine. And I like the little twist on the damsel in distress trope. They make it seem like she's gonna marry this dude, but then she just kills him. And of course she doesn't need to be rescued and she would break herself out in hilariously violent hallucination-inducing fight scene. That's just Harley being Quint. You, we're, we're here to save you. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. And this was my favorite moment of the movie. James Gunn breaks the old superhero movie tradition of the third act smoke and firefight. But it was also a great use of teamwork. In movies like Fantastic Four, they try to have a moment where everyone is using their powers to defeat the bad guy. And it usually just looks like everyone shoots the laser at the same time. But this was a creative way for everyone to use their skills to take down Starro. Also, James Gunn didn't have to make me feel bad for an ugly faceless monster, but he did, and I think I'm a better man for it. I was happy, floating, staring at the stars. Hey, excuse me, did you just make me feel bad for a giant alien starfish with a single line? I did. Wow, 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 wow. I super enjoyed this one. So many of the DCEU movies missed the mark, and it was nice to see one that didn't have such a blatant studio influence. You don't necessarily need to see any of the previous DC flicks to enjoy this one, but it does seem to set up a pretty bright future for DC if they decide to stay with this tone of film. Because it seems to accomplish what DC has been trying to do for a while now and that's to do something completely different from marvel but like in a good way my ranking i loved it come back to the franchise will they're making good movies again before you guys leave don't forget to leave a like and subscribe and also share this on your friendster and your myspace and all of those hip new social media websites oh you can also check us out on instagram twitter tiktok do we have a TikTok? Yeah, we got a TikTok. All right, stay safe, you little detachable kids. And may the force be with you.